On this edition of the Cubs Recap Podcast, my partner Gordon Wittenmeyer and I talk about the latest goings on with the Cubs pitching staff. We give our thoughts on Marcus Stroman and the potential extension talks that are going on. When will Kyle Hendricks return? Welcome into another episode of our Cubs Recap Podcast. I'm David Kaplan. My partner out on the road is my guy, Gordon Wittenmeyer. Where are you? Uh, Cap, uh, I'm in the middle of nowhere, uh, in, which makes, I don't know if you can see behind me, you see that highway? Yep. That makes that the highway to nowhere. That's I put in the GPS. That's where the GPS said I'd find the Cubs this week. After that last road trip. Guess what? I smell nowhere. a winning streak coming. You smelled a winning streak uh, before that one and eight streak or whatever the hell it was. They were two uh, and nice seven game. on the hey, road. Look, nice, nice game Tuesday night. Uh, Mervis hits a home run. Morrell hits another freaking home run. And uh, and Smiley pitched well again. Uh, but, uh, man, man, they can't do anything on the road. That, 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 that's why that's – why GPS sent me here. Road to nowhere. That's two in a row, man. They're they're like uh, three, what, three and 13 on the last two road trips? Yes, they have struggled mightily, no question. So let's start with the start state of the starting pitching. Hayden Wisniewski is now pitching for Iowa. Kyle Hendricks looks like he is close hey, to hey, getting... Can I, can, I, can, I, can I take a time out here just, just for a minute? Because sure. our, our longtime colleague and and longtime friend i just wanted to uh, uh condolences and uh a few prayers for uh rick hummel and his family hall of fame baseball writer uh died suddenly a couple of days ago um none of us expected it he'd had a a short uh, illness um and was pretty aggressive um but the, the baseball really the baseball world a lot of a lot of players uh, who he was around uh, spoke up and, and, and spoke out uh, for him and uh, obviously everybody in our business. So I just wanted to. Yeah. And the amazing thing was that Friday night or Friday day, uh, Bernie Miklas, a good friend of mine, who's a sportscaster and writer in St. Louis reached out and said, you want to come on my show? He said, sure. And he said, his voice didn't sound strong. And that night he passed away in his sleep. So just yeah. tragic. He, he and Mike Shannon, both essential members for decades of that Cardinal Nation. So our deepest sympathies to the Cardinal Nation on the passing of those two over the last few months. Yeah, very sad week in St. Louis baseball. Yes. So and despite that, I wore my boring on a bat T-shirt because that's my disdain for the Cardinal team. Anyway. And apparently the plays. Yeah. Yes. So let's get into Hayden Wisniewski. He pitches for Iowa now. I think Kyle Hendricks is about ready to come back. So maybe Saturday. Yeah, maybe Saturday. What is your thought on the state of the Chicago Cubs rotation right now? Yeah, that's a great, great question. I I ran some numbers uh, the other day because uh, I I wanted to make sure that I was seeing uh, what I thought I was seeing. This is the key to the whole season. And, Cap, it might be this next week 
honestly, this next week to 10 days could be the whole place where either the, it starts spinning a little away from them or they can get it back on track. And that's because, as you alluded to, Kyle Hendricks is back probably Saturday, the next time they need a fifth starter. And Wisniewski went down to AAA. What did he do in his first start? Five innings, no hit ball. So maybe he's finding some more command and can be a piece that comes back up. But Jamison Tyone, who pitches in this Mets series, I believe, Thursday he does uh, has not looked good and they might and they might need to do something with him at least short term but let me give you some numbers this team was 12 and 7 at one point and the rotation was the backbone of that like most winning teams is the case the rotation was 8 and 5 with a 271 ERA and even for a week or two after that they were performing their overall numbers among the league leaders as a rotation they're 9-19 and 19 since then, even with Drew Smiley's really good performance on Tuesday. They've got a 487 ERA as a group since then, which ranks a lot closer to the bottom. And that's uh, Jamison Tyone uh, making four starts in that stretch without any of them going five innings and giving up 17 runs and just barely 12 innings. And uh, uh, you've got even Stroman, had a nearly five ERA in that stretch. Really, the only uh, the only two guys that have done anything good in that stretch are Justin Steele and Drew Smiley. They're a combined six and one. Steele two seventy two ERA and Smiley two seventy eight in that stretch. Everybody else has been underperforming or slumping, and that's what's wrong with this team right now. If Kyle Hendricks can come back and be the Anything close to the Kyle Hendricks that we know over the years, that's a huge stabilizing force for this club, and that could begin to right the ship. So in watching both Justin Steele and Drew Smiley, the whole key to everything, and as it is for most pitchers, is fastball command. It's been outstanding, and then they both have really good, as they like to call them now, sweepers. And well, able- Smiley can pitch a little backwards because his curveball is so good. He so can. if he's commanding that, he can get away with that. We've seen him do that a couple times. And then Jamison Tyone actually strikeout numbers per nine innings has been pretty damn good. But his fastball command's been terrible. And so he's pitching against first Houston. Morrell misses a ball in left field off the bat of Jose Abreu. It should have been caught. They end up giving up four runs in the first. He pitches three more innings, doesn't give up a run. I'm thinking, all right, you know, they didn't play good defense behind him. Well, then he pitches against the Philadelphia Phillies, and fastball command again is terrible. He has to throw one over the middle of the plate with the bases loaded, and Kyle Schwarber hits it from here to wherever. I mean, crushes it. That ball way up and way out in the second deck, and all of a sudden the Cubs get destroyed and he's knocked out of the game. I don't think they're at the point of doing something with him. He just got to pitch better. Well, yeah, and when I say something, I mean short-term, and that requires being able to plug in uh, Hendricks, and it and it maybe even requires bringing Wisniewski back. But you might do a – you might find something, a DL thing. Look, maybe that groin isn't 100% to, to put him on the IL a little bit earlier. So you might find a way to kind of get him out of the mix, get the pressure off, work on a few things, and then put him back in. Just something temporary. I mean, the guy's a veteran. 
or you just let him work through it. And he's your weak link for a while. He's been your weak link for a while, but it, as long as Strowman's pitching well, Steele and Smiley keep doing well, and you bring and, and Hendricks can come in and do something, you know, then you can be okay with that one guy trying to figure out stuff at the end. The problem is they had a couple other guys start to hit uh, hit clunker stretches, and and then now all of a sudden your whole rotation, you know, you're 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 bank you're having to bank on two guys to give you something each time just to avoid a long losing streak, and that's not a recipe for any kind of success. Okay, now, first of all, congratulations. You were at your child's college graduation. That's why you're out on the road driving back on the road to nowhere. Your child is on the road to somewhere, so congratulations. She's on the road to somewhere, so Correct. it's a lot smarter so congratulations to yeah. your daughter and to your family. But Thank while you. you were gone, Jed Hoyer met the media yesterday and said, this is not a David Ross thing. This is on me. The formula that we've used to build some pretty darn successful bullpens did not work so far. And that's my fault, not David's, because David's taken a lot of heat on social media, whether it's lineup construction, bullpen usage, and guys are letting him down. That said, when you look at David's lineup construction, the comment that haunts him is, yeah, I just don't know how we're going to find it bats for Christopher Morrell. He's got nine home runs in twelve games. Look, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you your point on that, except for this. I, I just want you to keep this in mind. And this goes again back to Hoyer. When when Ross is saying that, he's saying that with a healthy Nico Horner, a healthy Cody Bellinger, Hosmer's still on the team, I think, at that point, mm-hmm. and he's got all these positions locked up because that's the roster that he got handed. So keep that in mind when you're saying, when you're criticizing him for saying there's no place for him in the, in the lineup. The other thing is, keep in mind what, what Hoyer also said when this homestand opened. He was asked about Morrell and whether he basically effed up by keeping him in the minors so long. I think he had something like uh, 11 homers down there. Uh, so he's got like 20 homers already, right? And he said, well, that's one way to look at it, and you might be right. But the other way to look at it is, Maybe those weeks there got him to the place he is now so that he could come up here oh, and step stop. right he in. He did not need five weeks in the minors so I could watch Eric Hosmer hey, and hey. Nick freaking Madrigal play. Listen, I'm with you. I agree with you on that. So I do think that's on them. And we saw enough of his success, even if it was two weeks earlier, that you could have probably found a spot for him. Um, one of the other things that's happened in the last two weeks, by the way, is Patrick Wisdom's fallen off the face of the earth uh, with a lot of swings and misses again. So he's in one of those places. So so you, you're going to taper him back while you plug somebody in. But Caps, a big question is this. And I know you and I both like Hoyer a lot personally. How much should Hoyer be on the hot seat for what's going on right now if this thing doesn't turn pretty quickly? Well, and I think Jed would say to you, hey, Put it on me. I'm the team president. I'm not saying anything drastic, but he absolutely has to wear his more than the lion's share of this simply because that is the roster he constructed. Now, today they made another roster move. They sent Nick Birdie back down. They brought Javier Assad back up again. That, to me, is just changing the deck chairs on the Titanic. I think he has to go out and make a move, I'm not telling you you're trading Pete Carr Armstrong, Matt Mervis, and Christopher Morrell to go get the best reliever in the game. 
but there's got to be somebody available in Oakland, Kansas City, somewhere that has no hope that they could trade to the Cubs. Yeah, the problem is, Cap, at this point, we're, we're not even in June. So what you're looking at is waiver claim guys, release guys. And you've seen a couple teams pick up guys like that just as flyers. Um, but the real guys of any quality aren't – you're not going to be able to even d- discuss anything substantively until like mid-June. So even if you wanted to jump the market, we're weeks away from that. The problem is what he put together in the meantime, the Michael Fulmers of the world and some of these other guys. That's the problem. And so even when you get your rotation going, and we saw this earlier in the year, the rotation was going real good. Why were they losing close games? Because they couldn't hold leads late. And and and, and at times not score a lot of runs, but mostly because they couldn't hold leads late. So uh, that's, again, on him. And I don't think there's anything you can do about it for a couple of weeks unless unless you keep you know rotating the deck chairs like you said and, and maybe even bring in a, a flyer or two off of waivers or a, a cheap minor trade and, and see it see what you can what would it cost to get over all this chapman probably too Kansas much City. right now because they're because they're not going to move him until they see a market shape up unless you throw the the kitchen sink at him Right. Well, why would you? You're going to yeah. wait till that market comes up. So it's going to cost you PCA or whoever, you know, which is crazy, which is stupid. Correct. So you don't do it. So they won't do that. All right. Let's also talk about the topic everyone wants to talk about. I sent out a tweet last night in response to all these people talking about it said all it said was I'm paraphrasing. He spent five weeks in Iowa with a bunch of laughing emojis and some baseball emojis. And People are all tweeting. What are they doing? How to explain to me? And I know you said Cody Bellinger was still there. Hosmer was still. As you look at Hosmer's struggle and you look at Nick Madrigal's struggle and Miles Mastroboni, and you see this kid hitting the shit out of the ball in Iowa, at some point, do you not go, boy, he's got passion. He's a really good dude in the room. He's got power. You know what? Get his ass up here. I, look, I, I'm with you, especially when you're talking about the master bonies of the world. Look, you can bring them up and send them right back down. You can bring them up for a week. If it doesn't work, send them down. If it, if it works great, you, you leave them here. You could have done that uh, when you had some of these these little stop gaps that you needed filled. I can't explain it uh, in a way that makes sense to anybody. We see what he's doing right now. I know that Jed talked about the way he finished last year, chasing a lot of bad pitches. And and so, you know, because it was about, what, a year ago when he broke in and we were raving about him then. We raved about him for a month after he broke in, right, right about this time of year. And, uh, you know, rightfully so. He had all this energy and he was doing all these great things. Now he's now he looks like an even better hitter. But he, if I'm not mistaken, he came up from double A last year. So he, he did. That is it. correct. Never so had spent a day in yeah. triple A. So there was that value to be had. And again, one of the things they did by spending $300 million in the offseason was commit to veterans. They committed to filling these roster spots this way for roughly six weeks, a quarter of the season. That's kind of what you do when you commit to – that's your, your first real benchmark when you start making uh, changes of substance because things aren't working out. That's why that's about when we saw Hosmer get, get uh, DFA'd. A guy like that, a veteran guy like that, you, you kind of you're going to sign him, and part of the deal when you're signing because he can sign anywhere, same price. Remember, other teams are picking up the tab. 
is that you're you're giving him that respect and courtesy as a veteran. You're committing something to him for a period of time, and about that quarter pole mark is about what the fair time to give him is. So that's probably your Morell. We talked about him in terms of Mervis all this time. Yep. With the way Morell was going, that could have been your lever to pull. But again, you, you you committed to all these veterans with this $300 million offseason and trying to catch lightning in a bottle early to maybe see what you can do before the trade deadline. And most of the guys, for the most part, are, you know, Tyone's not performing and Hosmer didn't perform. But Bellinger's doing more than some people thought he would do. Stroman came back. Uh, uh, I know we, they signed him a year ago, but he came in and started off real strong. And and uh, Smiley, who they re-signed, obviously he's doing the job. You know, so a lot of these guys were doing the job. The interesting thing is going to be in the matchup tonight. You and I are taping this on Wednesday as you come back from your daughter's college graduation. Again, congratulations to her. Is Stroman against Senga. I've got to think Strowman's pitching with a chip on his shoulder to stick it to the Mets. And Kone Seng is really good. They moved him from yesterday today, give him an extra day of rest. I think it's a hell of a matchup today. I'm excited to watch yeah. it. Yeah. I don't think this is quite apples to apples, but I kind of like thinking about it this way. They didn't give Strowman the money. They didn't even make him an offer that year he became a free agent. I talked to him at the end of that season about that. He said he thought that was strange. Then he gets on the open market. The Cubs sign him right before the lockout, three years, 70-something million dollars. 71. And then, and then we cut – now, fast forward an, an offseason, and Kode Senga becomes available. They give him $75 million. And they now, got Verlander. And they got Verlander. So so you talk about maybe having a chip on your shoulder. Hey, I was right there. I'm a pitcher. I'm a $20 million pitcher, and you didn't even say boo to me when the time came. And you went out and got these guys. Screw you, and and let's see what happens. Meanwhile, Singh is the other guy, one of the other guys that you could make the case was would have kind of been Stroman's spot. As I, as I agree, that's, that's going to be fun to watch just from that storyline. All right. Before we wrap up this podcast, I've got to ask you, would you give Marcus Stroman – an extension. Again, there was a report this week that Marcus Stroman and the Cubs have had discussions about getting an extension done because he has an opt-out after the season. He makes $25 million or thereabouts this year. Opt-out after year two. One year left on his deal. He'll definitely opt-out if he pitches reasonably well because the money for pitching is crazy. Would you extend him now and how long and how much? I'd let it play out. Um, I'd, I'd let it play out at least through, at least through July, get two thirds away through or three quarters. Yeah. Two thirds away through this season. See where we're at. Um, see what the team looks like, whether you're buying or selling and, and then, and then kind of looking at that next acquisition period in the off season and what's out there, because there's no rush here. Like you got him. If he doesn't opt out, you've got him for another year. If he does opt out, it's because he's pitching really well. If he's pitching really well, and this is a guy that's had a pretty good track record, very good track record when he's been healthy in his career, then you've got money. You've got all kinds of flexibility. Uh, and, and I'm not sure how many top-notch pitchers are out there on the free agent market going into next year. I would definitely talk to them, but I, I wouldn't feel the need to rush. I don't feel the need to rush. Um, 
I mean, you kind of, if he doesn't pitch really well the rest of the way or he winds up hurt or something like that, you got him for another year anyway because you're stuck. So I, I would just let it play out and, and, and see how he looks alongside the, the likes of these other guys. Plus, plus, let's not forget, Wisniewski's probably going to be back. Let's see if he settles in. And Ben Brown is knocking on the door. So Ben Brown is knocking on the door. And I went back and did a little research on Ben Brown. So he was considered to be a lock Big-time college prospect, and then got uh, appendicitis, lost a bunch of weight, and the only offer he got was from Siena, and he's been trying to climb his way back and throwing the heck out of the ball now. I'll tell you what, if he pays off and if Mervis pays off, we got to give this uh, Cub scouting department a lot of credit because Mervis was another one of those guys. He was a late, late bloomer in college because of some issues. There were a lot of people thought he was going to be a pitcher because he had a big arm and, and his bat developed late and he winds up undrafted only because it was a five round draft. But nonetheless, that became a scouting victory by the time they went to a recruiting process after the draft. So uh, if, if those two guys pay off, man, Props to the Cub Scouting Department. All right. Gordon, How often do I home? say that, man? How about that? I never say that. You never do. Ha, get home safely. I'll get you one of these boring shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Cardinals fans. Uh, we'll uh, see you soon. I'll see you hopefully out at Wrigley soon. Hey, shout out to Robert Myers, too. Thanks for the nice comment on Twitter. Appreciate it. Robert, thank you, man. He's a good man. He's a diehard listener of the podcast. So, again. The Cubs Recap Podcast available right here on our YouTube channel and anywhere audio-only versions wherever you get your podcasts. Gordon's headed home from his daughter's college graduation. I'm David Kaplan. Have a great rest of your day. Take that.